When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now on Giddy Up, it's time for the Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. This is the Means Test on this Monday morning. Gareth Hall with you. Johnny O'Neill's about to join you and also Wayne Hawks. And there is plenty to discuss when it comes to horse racing on and off the track. Wayne Hawks, first of all, good morning. Morning, Gareth. Um, what, a, what a week in horse racing. Wow. Yeah. There is it's, plenty uh, happening. Yeah, we've had uh, we've had some highs and we've had some shocking lows, and yeah, it's uh, we've seen both extremities, uh, you know, on both sides, haven't we? But Johnny O'Neill's headphones are playing up, so he's he like doesn't his, need headphones at no, all. No, he's probably hasn't. He's just got to turn the <laughs> the knob up, and he can probably hear now. As I say, hello to you, Johnny O'Neill. Well, I don't know about turning the knob up, my friend. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. You're always, there's always Stop drama it. at the start. Stop it. Now, you boys, you boys, I'm a little nervous, Tay, because you waltzed in um, with oh. the spring in your oh. step, and you, there's a little bit of anger um, that especially you've got, Johnny, so we'll get to that a little later on. You don't usually get angry. You're frustrated by a horse that you part own that is not allowed to start in this country in La Donda V. So we'll touch on that a little later on because I just want you to cool down a little bit. I want the O-No to go for 40 minutes yep. today if everyone wants to tune in. Yes. Um, King's Gambit, and I mentioned this with the review team, that racing is the only sport ca- that can produce drama like it did on Saturday. And as Oscar Yeager just pointed out before the 10 o'clock news, our thoughts are with Jamie Carr especially. <laughs> and we got some good news this morning when her partner Ben Mellon tweeted that they have had a few more x-rays and they have indicated like they did the first time that there is no swelling, bleeding or fractures, that she still remains heavily sedated, however, um, which allows her brain to rest. Doctors will reduce sedation as they see fit. She is in a stable condition at the moment. Her family appreciates the love and support during this stressful time. However, their primary focus is on nursing Jamie Back to good health. So that's good news today. Craig Williams is out of hospital, um, but he'll have to go back in for surgery on his collarbone. And then after the the drama of the fall and the the worry for those two jockeys, then you got a little nervous for Dean Holland, who had to step up. Um, and all of a sudden he was told a couple of hours out that he was about to ride in secret in a new market. And this was going to be the biggest ride of his life, and he nailed it, Johnny O'Neill. So, yeah, wonderful um, it ride. Had it wasn't all it? really on Saturday. Yeah, look, it certainly did, and uh, I mean, everyone's going to be talking about um, the tragic fall, um, and let's hope that uh, Jamie and Willow are uh, recovering as well as they possibly can. Just getting onto the Dean Holland scenario, I think James Winks has done a fair bit with Dino, and yes, um, he set up a really good business, Winksy, behind the scenes, doing a bit of mentoring and helping some of the younger jockeys and the jockeys that are on the cusp of sort of. Uh, cracking through. Dino's been around for a while. I think it's been a long time since he's ridden a group one winner. Uh, but you know, it was a beautiful ride and, and again, you know, what a, what a fantastic training performance from, um, from James Cummings. He's just a, he's elite, that guy. He's no, I said genius. it last week. He's a genius. Yeah. So, um, geez, the horse was tracking sort of two and a half furlongs out, wasn't it? And he just sort of 
pulled to the middle and uh, and Dean just went whoosh. So it was a wonderful a wonderful win. One thing I will say is some of those two-year-olds from last year into the three-year-olds, looks like it's a pretty good crop. Everyone was saying yeah. it wasn't going to be, but um, I think uh, Lofty Strike was a huge run coming down the middle yeah, and obviously Cool and Gatter has won her two group ones as a three-year-old and, and now in secret. So um, it'll be interesting to see whether they send uh, this champion sort of horse over to Ascot. Maybe they will. They yeah. might send it as a travelling partner with think... uh, with Animo and let's hope it runs in the six furlong race. Not the 1,000-metre yes. race we're going in. James Cummings indicated that, I think Bruce asked him the question straight after the victory, and I think they're putting all of their eggs into the Animo basket when it comes to Royal Ascot. But she's a very good filly in secret. Um, she's only three-year-old, so yeah. you wouldn't be taking her. No. Well, why wouldn't it? Well, so it's cool and gather. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so why wouldn't you be doing that? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Here probably, we go. Probably, probably because one's a real horse. Oh, no, the, the difference, that's the a pot on James's horse. Yes. The Just won the group one. <laughs> what are you doing, Hooksy? The difference for you is that you're restricted to a thousand meters. Are you the, the other the other fillies a, a twelve hundred meter, and there's a hell of a lot more yeah, scope. That's true. You have only got a small amount of races to run in. Realistically, if you want to run in your right races, and um, someone two weeks ago um, said she shouldn't have run fourteen hundred there. Sorry, Jay. yourself, Wayne. Oh, yes. was it? Mm. So, but, um, but but why they ran in secret in the fourteen hundred was because it was a group one. So, yeah. and then she was back to a uh, a very very tough twelve hundred meter race, and it was uh, it was certainly beautiful to watch. I've had a hell of a lot to do with uh, Dean Holland. His father rode for us in Adelaide for yes. twenty five years. James Cummings said um, he honestly he said, "What do you think?" I said, "Mate, I said Dee Holland will do the job over and over again." I said. Don't worry about him. I said, my old man reckons he's the most underrated jockey in Victoria by far. Dean rode one for us on uh, Thursday at uh, at Bendigo. So this is the romance of the turf. So it's Dean Holland, and you've got a, a couple of wonderful storylines from Saturday. So James Cummings actually went to you to get the um, some advice on what jockey he uses. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know whether he'd already booked him or whether he was thinking about booking. Yep. I'm not. I'm not sure. But are he, you saying that you're mentoring James yes. Cummings? Wayne. No, no, I didn't. No, you oh, said okay. that. No, sorry. No one, no one mentors James Cummings. James, James is James's own man. But are we mates? Do we talk? Yes, we do. Do we talk outside of uh, outside of racing? Yes, we actually, uh, we actually, mm. honestly do. So at the end of the day, he obviously wouldn't know Dean Holland. I said, man, he's a terrific bloke. He's uh, he's early thirties. He rode for me last Thursday. He'd had 57, I think. The races were at Bendigo. I only had to walk 50 metres to the stalls. It was the heaviest saddle I've put on a horse this year. He's so light, Dean Holland. I saw him with his, uh, he only had his vest on. And I was actually taking the PIWS going, uh, do you just wake up in the morning and go, just got to get a tattoo. Just got to get another one. He loves it. Dean Holland genuinely loves it. And, That's good. And, uh, but my point about that is, he is so muscled up. I mean, he looks like a uh, a lightweight boxer. He is so muscled up, so strong. He doesn't have to waste. He doesn't have to worry about what he eats. He's as fit as you know what. See, a lot of these other jockeys, just skin and bone and there's nothing to him. He's very, very strong, very vigorous. James went away. James came back and said to me, he said, I'm impressed. This is before the race. He said, I'm impressed. He said, we sat down, watched the, uh, on the iPad. I spent 25 minutes with him. We went through the, uh, through her previous runs and, and, uh, just spoke about her as much as I, information as I could give him in a 25 minute period. I said, and he said, James Cummings said, I don't think I met a cooler bloke in a, in a more pressure cooker 
scenario. I said, how are you feeling, Jock? And then he, uh, James <laughs> went, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah. I said, well, you can't do any more. But I said, Dean Holland will do the job. And I don't, I don't think uh, Glenn Carmody, a uh, committee man at Flemington, will mind me saying this. He backed, he backed the horse at $4.80. Then it gets the drifts because Jay Carr's not riding. Mm -hmm. He said, what do you think? I said, and I half repeated again, you know, Dean Holland can ride and he's a very underrated uh, rider. I said, Warren Buffett, when you buy a share at a dollar and it drops to 50 cents, Warren Buffett's line is, well, if you like it, it's half the price, go again and buy yes. twice as many. Yeah, so well, I said to Glenn, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. So I, told, I said to Glenn, I said, wait until they jump. I said, this will get, this, I, this, I promise, I said, this will get to $7. I said, this will get to $7. I said, he's either going to be a genius or stuff it right up. It, it, it is yeah. the horse of the race. Well, it was a beautiful watch because, you know. 680. Yeah. $6.80. It was a beautiful 80. watch. Were you I mean, on? It, no, look, I didn't. I, I actually backed the second horse and I backed, I had something on Bella Nipotina. Two three-year-olds running first and second in the uh, in the new market. Third horse couldn't probably, well, my, it wasn't a pot, but I thought, most horses that have a sprint first up like that don't sprint like that again, yep. and that was always going to be its hardest uh, hardest thing. But gee, it ran good. But my point is, Moody's horse ran yep. good too. Pete's horse ran great. Yep. I had something on it too, so I yep. backed three in the race and went home mortally wounded. We, we, we need we need to do something with the new market. I, I don't know whether it's put more prize money to it. I'm not sure what it is, but we need to get the quality up. And you know, the, well, hang on a sec. Lee Jordan said. Since they've done I don't care what the metric said. ratings, and that's new, uh, since 2004, I'll get the text message that he sent me. Oh, it's good because, for radio. Yep. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just pat it out while no, you're here. Here we go looking. from the Chief Handicap at Racing Victoria. Since we've had ratings 2004, it's the strongest edition since then. If we take an average of all the ratings of horses going into the race. So well, the interesting thing with that, I, I just want to go and what, what you're saying there, Hawksy. I think. The winner was enormous, and it's obviously a very, very Star, good filly. Up the straight. She's fantastic. Lofty strike, very nice horse. Very yep. nice horse. We'll probably definitely win it. We'll probably. We'll, we'll win a group one. I wish I win was a great run with the weight. He's a good horse. Yeah, he's a good horse. In the Private Eye's a great horse. There's Correct. no doubt about him. I mean, he's getting older, but he's, he's a, and he ran really well. Mazoo, great run. Hard to beat in the TJ off that, I reckon. The astrologist ran terrific. Good to go to Dubai. Can't beat the rest of them. He's and the lead. seventh horse, Buenos Notches, was enormous from where it was. Outside of that, it's over Yeah, in that race. Um, and, you know, Bella Nipotina probably wants Sting out. It was probably a bit well, disappointing. A outside of that, outside of that, outside of that. She might want to go around a corner as well. Well, possibly, yeah, possibly. But so, I reckon right, that's I'm not, it. I'm not, so, I'm not yeah, bagging I'm, the race. Yeah. But you but you got the two three year olds that are holding the race up. Lofty Strikes form is Jackano. Sebanak should have won three weeks ago at yeah, Sandown. True. He ran fourth in the blue diamond. Jackano ran fourth or third, yep. somewhere thereabouts. A revolutionary miss ran second in the blue diamond. She won on Saturday. Yep. So we know those three year olds are all thereabouts. But I mean Just correct me if I'm uh, wrong then. Now you you guys know a lot more than I, and you've been in the game a lot longer to the than point. I. Get to so the point. it's a handicap. You're never going to get the best horses compete in the handicap because they get too much weight. That's oh, why rubbish. the Melbourne he 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 would have given Nature Strip sixty kilos. Yeah, make no mistake. The best horses are thrown in these races. Don't kid yourself. Then why don't they go there then? Why? Well, we haven't had one. Chautauqua ran in new markets. Yeah. Black Caviar won with 58. There you go. Chautauqua ran in new markets. Did Nature Strip? Yeah. Did Nature Strip run the new market? Last year? Yes. 
I think he, yeah, I think he did. Or it might have. No, he, the other horse beat him in the Lightning yeah, first. Yeah, I'll have to double he, check that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure whether he did. Or no, whether he hasn't he, because he's always, he always goes to back um, to Sydney. Back to Sydney. Man, I know you. I mean, we're talking about the quality of the horses there. What about the Prelude to the Australia Cup? That's one of the worst races I've oh, ever seen. Ouch. Yeah, that wasn't good. Um, having said that, Kieran's done an unbelievable job with that but, horse. But, but, but won the pro- five but in the a row. Problem, but the problem is you've got the All-Star Mile this Saturday and then you're going to back up a week later with the Australian Cup. So in theory, they've done the right thing by moving the All-Star Mile, but you need to push the Australian Cup back two weeks, don't you? Well, that's I, th- what, I mean, that's uh, what you need to do. And again, I mean, I want to well, be careful. Have, I, I don't. I don't want to no, be no, potting no. horses, right? So it's two weeks after yeah, okay. the uh, the All Star yeah. Miles. So and and I'm, I'm, I'm not here to pot. And then two weeks. I'm not here to pot horses because Van declares a Melbourne Cup winner. Yeah. But he's an older horse now. He's been no, a wonderful was, was, horse. Ran great. But the Australian the, the Cup. Third horse, the third horse. The third horse had every chance. If it wins a Group One, if it wins one of the major cups, I'll go he. The third horse. Emissary. Yeah. It had every opportunity. Got back. Emissary. I know it ran second in the Melbourne Cup last year. Well, Young Werther ran okay. It's thereabouts. It's, it's the rest of them, on song for a the rest Cup of them, whatever. Like, like I don't, I can't even imagine that that's an Australian Cup prelude. Mm. Yeah. Well, you'll have a few. Having said that, the, the the winner will be hard to beat. Yeah, he's, Kieran's got him flying. He's no a doubt. shocker. Will go there. Nonconformist will go there as well to the Australian it's gone Cup. Gone around and everything. Um, Good luck. Now. Let's talk Going around and everything. Geez, you Good guys luck. are negative today. Well, we don't want to be negative, oh, but no. like what Hawksy and I are saying is like, where's the quality? There's where, too where's much Where's the elite group one horses? There's no better loose and ups or superimposers or those. To, where Viro. are those horses? Where are those horses? Well, Australia Cup used to be a, one of the biggest races yeah. of all time. What's going on now? It was one of the biggest days too. I, I mean, Gold the, Trip's weekends. not going there. It'll go to the it'll go to the two thousand meter to the Ranvet in Sydney, Correct. running the same day. Well, Animo's our, our, our superstar yeah. weight for age horse, and he can't be in two states at once, can he? Well, maybe he could. Yeah. Could you schedule it and get a plane down? He could probably go around oh, and then go the around. first to the last. Oh, you, you, could to the last you could do a night meeting. You could do a night meeting. Run him in the morning and run him in the yeah. night. That, that, um, that's a... That's something they, James they, could do. They, James they, could they do they, that. My, my, my father said when he, was, when he was a jockey, he said they'd, uh, they'd run him in the first. He said, uh, what people would do is he said, quite often they'd hook them in the first, just give them a run. And he said, they'd get them ready for the last and they'd back yeah. them in the last. What does that mean? Hook hook all the time. No, what does that mean, Gareth? As soon as he mentioned that, I thought, here we go. I we don't need to move on. What, that means. What, what about this? You're on the scoobies, <laughs> yeah, mate. Yeah. I don't do it. I told you the other week. <laughs> the Prince, James Cummings. Uh, the Prince. We just mentioned before. Have you had him on this morning? No, we haven't. Why? Because he's like, he's a busy man. We save him for Thursdays, but he's striking at around 14% in group ones. That's three more than the Waller Camp and Kira Murray and David Eustace. And I know they've got different training stats. That's a crap They've got stat. different training that's setups. A crap but what stat. I'm saying is producing the goods on He's grand elite. final day. He's elite. That's that, that, that is a rubbish stat, talking right, about then. group Nothing ones. more to be said. He is absolutely elite. You got I called it a couple of weeks ago. Through. you got 150 yearlings coming through before you even uh, before you even start. Yeah, but he's still not potting a, anyone here. You're potting your mate James saying that you can do no. it. Which you can my, probably, yeah. You've well, got the my record. Fa- my, my father has done it. Yes. So when you when you start off with a with a base, you had you don't have to worry about the wages. You don't have to worry about the staff. You don't have to worry about the work cover. You don't have to worry about anything else. All you got to do is make sure Animo and In Secret are spot on. He has a head start. Make no mistake yes. about it. It'd be, it's like training in places like Hong Kong. You don't have to worry about all the other stuff. And that was one of the beautiful things that my father got to do was train the horses, not have to worry about running a business. You, you know, your man, Kieran, Kieran and David, they could have run a big bloody business yeah, they with do. stacks of they staff do. and things like that. So he's starting from a good level. It's not a right stat to say 
the the you know what what you're hitting in uh, what you're hitting in group ones. I don't think I think that's a rubbish stat. Okay. In so thirty years, they're going to need one floor in the Hall of Fame, half of it for the grandfather, yes. and half for James. <clears throat> Joe Pride got stuck into you a little bit too for that comment, oh, saying that that James might that. be better than Bart. I'm just telling you, they'll need a whole <sighs> floor in relax. the Hall of Fame. Relax. Another statue next relax. to Bart. James yeah. will be half, yeah. half, and Bart will be the other half. Really? Yeah. It was Without a great Actually, I've got, I've got a new one. What? You know, I've always said to you about, uh, I know how I feel when I'm Steve War, you know, being like Steve War. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark War, sorry, not the best in my family. I now know, I now know what it feels like to be Anthony Cummings because I'm, I'm, I'm the third best in my family as well. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I would have thought fourth, yeah. I reckon Ed goes, all right. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> uh, let's, take a quick, let's take a quick break on the other side of it. We'll continue man, on Anthony. the means test. And 130 group ones. They're like no other. Welcome back to Get Out. This is the Means Test. Johnny O'Neill, Wayne Hawks with what you. What song's this? Um, I what don't song's know. that? I don't know, but it's a quality song. Something, something double, my daughter would sing. 0499736736. Pitch show. Festival. It was a pitch festival. Yeah, I, I think that's on it. today. I don't know where it is. I don't know what pitch where? it's on. Well, I don't know where it is. Okay. Moomba's on, isn't it? Yeah, Moomba's on, but there's also this big pitch music festival. Oh, and the Grampians oh, was it also. Oh, the Grampians. Who, who was playing Saturday night? Was it Dean Lewis or Dean someone? Yeah, Dean Lewis. Dean you Lewis? You wouldn't be going to any. Son of Jerry. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, pitches at the Grampians, Oscar said, you wouldn't be going to any of those festivals. No. Not with the no. way that you party. Not unless Prince or <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Jackson yeah. or... Uh, um, well, you'd, have, you'd have trouble seeing Elvis and Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, Mate, there's lookalikes look everywhere. Any of them. Let's what are you going to do? Everywhere. Let's continue on our categories with the means test. What about the combination? Oh, my daughter's days? listening. Oh, Hi, Matilda. Hello, Good morning, Matilda. Matilda. How are morning, you? Morning, Matilda. Um, hopefully she's not listening <laughs> to everything Dad says. Yeah. Uh, now, the combination. What about Mickey D and Chris Waller? The last three group ones that Chris Waller has won, it's been with Mickey D aboard, and he <laughs> rode Espiona to perfection there, Wayne. On Saturday afternoon, he is riding on a crest of a wave, and when you when you're in, you're in, and when you're out, gee whiz, you know it's um, people people love putting you down when you're out, and you're only as good in in this game. You're only as good as your last winner, and Michael D, we need him to go to the next level, and I'll tell you why. He is a lightweight jockey, and lightweight jockeys yeah. are few and far between. Dean Holland, lightweight jockey. Jamie Hugh, Carr. Hugh Bowman. Oh, Hugh Bowman. Tommy Berry. They're out of Sydney, basically, right? Yeah, we've now lost Willow, Jamie. Um, who else is there? Ethan Brown. We've lost five jockeys that get full books every Saturday in Melbourne and Sydney. So we need Mick D to really go to the next level, yeah. to be pushing for premierships. We need uh, all these sort of guys, Dean Holland, to come and rise to the fore and the Jay Motts and all these sorts of jockeys because we're, we're going to be light on. So for Mick D to go to Sydney and do that, let me tell you one. Let me tell you one. You're talking about statistics. I wish he hadn't before. gone to Canberra. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, we'll get to that. What one thing that doesn't happen very often is the Melbourne jockeys go to Sydney and are successful. It's not that that would not be a good statistic. The elite can do it, and the elite have done it. But obviously, it's so much different Melbourne to Sydney. If you think about it, you're doing the same thing with the same group of riders all the time. All of a sudden, you get chucked into another jockey's room, going the complete opposite way of going. You can see where you can see where people uh, people would get lost. It's as simple as that. Now, no doubt, Mick D's a Kiwi, and he would have ridden in Sydney way of going and things like that. But hats off to him to do it because it really only takes the top notches to be able to adapt and uh, ride anywhere, anytime. And, and we praise James Cummings, but Waller, he was at his best there with his placement on Saturday. He kept 
Espiona in that race. He didn't go to Melbourne. He scratched through Gotcha from the Group 1 to the Farlap Stakes, and she won pretty easily there. So, And he kept Fangirl for next week to take on Animo at Rose Hill. So he got it right again. And that's half the battle, being a great trainer. Yeah, look, sure absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously got people doing a lot of form, and he's a great judge himself. So that obviously contributes to his strike rate and the success that, that he's having. Just back on Mick The D. art of training is placing your horse. That's a, oh, that, sure. that, that is the 100%. fact. Just, just the other thing, back on Mickey D., um, I did some stats last night because I was pretty annoyed at a ride uh, mm. yesterday at what Canberra. Was what was it? Oh, we'll mm. talk about it later. But, like, oh, okay. um, I just think <laughs> the challenge with these riders, Hawksy, is that the elite guys are riding mm. the majority of horses that are generally six to four to seven or eight to one. So so they get Without to ride the best all of horses. those horses. So best I was horses. pretty critical of Michael D's ride yesterday on, on, uh, on Kieran's horse in the Black Opal. But I went back and had a look. You know, he's ridden one winner out of his last 16 rides, Mick D. Now, I know that he's ridden the five group been, one, right? Would have been and I'm sort of thinking, she's there. Before, I mean, before, they're terrible. Before Saturday. Yeah, before, no, counting Saturday. Counting Saturday, his last 16 rides, he's ridden one winner. Yeah. Yeah, right. So I went through the stats and I thought to myself, geez, that's pretty ordinary. But then when you do pull it out, I think 10 or 11 of those horses were $40 or longer. So even though he's riding and he's getting the job done in some of these um, Group 1 races, he doesn't still seem to be picking up, um, you know, horses that are generally in the market you know city-wise. you know why? Because if you are going to be successful and get to the top, you need to be riding for one of the top 10 stables in the country. Now, I know you said he's riding for Chris Waller, but you go back historically and you look at look at some of the jockeys, and I'm thinking Dwayne Dunn right now. He rode for us. He rode for Robert Smurden. He rode for David Hayes. You need a nucleus of people to be supporting yeah. you. And there's very few, very, very few Damien Olivers in, in the latter years and Craig Williams that can go open slather, just ride whoever, whoever they want and just take their pickings. It's very, very hard to do. So if you are not riding for, a, for an elite stable, one of the top 10 stables in the country, it's very, very hard to keep succeeding because of the Dean Holland scenario. You know, yeah, what, my so, father, yeah. you know what my father said? The horse, the, the jockey maketh the horse because yeah. he said, have a look at Dean Holland. He's never sat on a horse as good as her. And she went whop from uh, from the 500. And, and she only did that because she was exposed too soon. It wasn't his fault. He was sitting there and went, oh, here we go. Yeah. The gap's opened up. He's riding top quality horses. Mate, it's it's very simple. So, the, so I just the think top, the stats sometimes don't always yeah, tell but it's like, the yeah, facts, but it's like J-Mac. You know, I know you're in love with J-Mac, but I mean, J-Mac gets the pick in Sydney of 80% of the horses. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be doing a job, Zach. Yeah. He's earned you've that. Got, yes. He's earned that and he yes. gets the job done, right? So and the scenario fine. is... That's fine. But you know what the flip side is? If Dean Holland butchered uh, the, the filly on Saturday, mate, he'd still be strung up at Correct. the uh, at the winning post, whereas J-Mac does it, he's unlucky. But that's life, isn't it? Unfortunately, Mickey D, Jack Dickens is your mate. The Bush Ranger was critical of him. His yeah. horse won again. Yeah. And Pinstripe. When Pinstripe was starting his campaign last time around... Um, Dicko, and he said he might have got it wrong. Said that that Pinstripe needs a Group One jockey. <laughs> Ever since then, well, Mickey, look, I, I Mickey can, D yeah. hasn't missed. But then Jules Valance produced some stats, like you just but said. That's an opinion. 
hundred percent. Only an opinion. But he rides a lot better in Group Ones than he does say on a Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, and he probably rides better in Group Ones because he's on horses that are in Correct. the market that have got a chance. Yeah, so Wednesday afternoon, you might have six be, rides. That's right. You ride, in, and in, four of them are forty to one. In so the better, got no in the better races, even when yeah. you're twenty to one. It's like that, you know, one of the old fleas. You know, I mean, you know, those old fleas. Sports was one of mine. You know, he was always 10 to 1. He Wasn't a bad horse. I know he was. He won yeah. lightning in an Oakley plate. No, no, no. But from a punting point of view, <laughs> they won him in my stable. From a, from, yeah. a, from a punting point of view, they're old fleas. But you know what? They know how to run good yeah. and they run good and, yeah. and everything like that. So that's why, the, that's why the difference. Hey, you guys can join me playing an SEN's AFL Survivor. Um, and you could win a car. You've got enough, but just you're just going to pick one winner from each round of the AFL season and register at iCanWin.com today. You will have a competition amongst the means test team. Love so what, to. So what you need to do is you've got to pick a side to win every week. Easy. And you're not allowed to pick the same side, I don't think. Um, yeah, so that'll be pretty easy. It's easy. Oh, it's a tough round to kick off proceedings, however, this well, week. You just go with Richmond. Yeah. Hey, let's take uh, the news and then we'll come back. We've got plenty still to discuss, including oh yes and no. no Johnny's oh, yes. getting, Johnny's yes, getting yes, angry, yes, folks. Yes, 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 no, no. Nothing more tigerish than a tiger, I can tell oh, you. We're from Tigerland. That's us. That's the song we need. <laughs> That's the song. That's our era. Oh, welcome That's back to... There was nothing left in my pocket welcome back after to the oldies, ride and, oldies and goldies. Settle down. We'll get to that in just a minute. Right this on. is Giddy Up. This is the means test. Uh, the jockey's room. That's our next category here. Or oh, you want to be a jockey manager, I should say. Because, and we're thinking of Jamie Carr um, and also Craig Williams. But uh, I would imagine they will be on the sidelines for a, a long period of time at the moment. Um, so we need jockeys from Thunderstruck. It looks like that... Daniel Moore's picked up that ride. Luke Curry's the front runner for Mr. Brightside in the All Star Mile, but it's um it's difficult for trainers as well, Wayne, because there's so many big races, and with some star jockeys out, um it's it makes it really interesting. Last Saturday it, it was a uh, we got it right, and that was James Cummings and Dean Holland, but it, that won't go to plan with uh, with everything because. You've got your plan, you've got your jockeys, and you know what? Whether you're a trainer, an owner, a punter, we're not going to name their names, and you can think of your own name out there. But there's a jockey out there that you just have no luck with, and the bugger comes out and beats you in the next race. And it happens over and over and over. And over the years, I'm thinking of two or three, you just had no luck with them whatsoever, but then they go and ride for the next bloke and, uh, you know, whatever. So as I said, from a jockey, a punter, a trainer, you know, we have lost five of our top riders, as I said earlier. So at the end of the day, it makes it harder and tougher. And you've got a plan. You, and you plan, you know, I mean, it's like an AFL coach and all of a sudden you get to round 22 and you're low flying and you lose your, you lose your ruckman. Well, that's exactly, or your centre half forward or your full forward if you've got a gun that can kick goals. That's, that's where we're at. So there's one elite jock that rode in Hong Kong for a very, very long time, came back and was really struggling. And when Jamie missed a bit of time and Mark missed a bit of time last year, Brett Preble in Melbourne really stepped up. And probably not last year, the year before, when incentivised, went bang, 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 bang. So Brett has been an elite rider for years and years and years. He's done well in And and I think what he did was he took his chance again to be elevated on the better horses. He delivered results. And now he's got another opportunity in Sydney and he's riding very well. So 
I think what will happen is people will step up. Daniel's been around a long time. He's a good rider, Daniel. He just needs an opportunity to... Um, like Dean Holland did. Yeah, absolutely. So but we've he'll got get the job done if he gets the right. We've got Jane Mott. We've got lots of those lots and lots of those jockeys that, uh, as you said, we're talking about Mick D, but there's there's four or five of them that need to uh, that need to step up. I mean, you know, to be honest, Jai McNeil. Yeah. I mean, he, he's another one that's came yeah. back from Hong Kong, did him the world of good to go to Hong Kong because, because before he went to Hong Kong, he uh, he wouldn't have won on Winks. It's and, happened uh, to a few jockeys going to Hong Kong and haven't been able to yep. get their groove back Blake again. Blake Shin needs to, needs to get back, not not get back, but he needs to go to another level again. I thought I mean, he's he, been pretty good. No, 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 no. I'm talking going to the, okay. the absolute top, top. Because so it'll be interesting to see if Luke Blake Curry, Shin. I know Luke's, they're talking about him riding Brightside. If I'm Luke Curry now, knowing that Willow's out for two or three months, I'm probably coming home. He can't, he's really, looks like he's struggling to get a ride up in Hong Kong. Well, Damien Thornton's gone to Adelaide to ride today, and then, he, yeah. then, he, then he's heading to Brisbane for a few months, yeah. they told me. So, gee, I would have, uh, I, I would have reconsidered that. You know, same thing. He, he can ride, Damien Thornton. Yeah, I, he Chad, rode a group one for me, rode a 1,000 yeah. guineas winner. Chad Schofield's another one that Chad Schofield, has taken a little There's while to get one. his groove back. But, but he needs to step up to the yep. plate, and he needs to go to the next level because Chad can win Cox Plates at 20 years of age. What about the appeal? Um, James McDonald at the moment trying to fight. He's pleaded guilty to the charge after knocking down a horse after the finishing line last Wednesday, but he's appealing the severity. Yeah, the severity of the the the, the sentence. So he wants to cut it back a couple of days so he can ride on slipper day. It's massive for the racing game turnover because he rides cylinder and animo and. Um, I would imagine Cadolphin had Plan B in mind. Well, they as might we not. Speak. No, they, but you know what? See, you say that, but I'm telling you, from being in the inner sanctum, sometimes you, okay. you, you're crapping on, going, "No, nah, we got Plan B organised," and you got nothing organised. Mm. Let me tell you, you've got nothing organised because who are you going to get? So it sounds I mean, like Tommy Magnus flying Ryan Moore over to Correct. ride the, the winner on the weekend. Yep. So, yep. but I mean that. That's 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 a, that's a different that's yeah. a that's a different plan. Mm. But quite I mean quite often when when this happens to you, it really throws you into uh, into carnage. Do you reckon you'll get the time off? I don't know. You've pleaded guilty, so that's so you've said you've done it. All, all they're going to look at is, is are the stewards being severe? And it all gets back to the how do we police this? Because if it happens at Canterbury to J Mac in the middle of winter, he goes. Huh. Come on, Caitlin, we're going overseas for two weeks and we're going to the Maldives or somewhere like that and, and happy to get out. It's a real hard one. It's a tough one. In Hong Kong, why they went from suspensions to fines is because the leading jockey wasn't there on the Sunday at Sha Tin. Turnover wasn't yeah. as great. So they started giving them massive fines. I mean, but, but what's a massive fine? Because a massive fine to Dean Holland... Might be five thousand dollars, but a massive fine to J Mac might be two hundred thousand dollars. So might, what do we do there might, to make it fair? Well, I put it into perspective. Might cost him a couple of hundred thousand dollars if Cylinder and Animo win their Group Ones on the weekend. Yeah, but might, might, might. But that doesn't matter about from that point yeah. of view. It matters about being able to ride in those big races. So. What do you do? Do you, do you just give them four days so they can only just ride Saturday to Saturday and then they miss out on a Sunday Black Opal or something like that? It's a, it's a difficult know. one. I'm all we for... We want J-Mac there. Absolutely. You definitely want him there. But we having, need to police him that, and stop him from doing the yeah. wrong thing. And he made a mistake and he was honest. Brain fate. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, and all I was going to say is I think it depends on the severity, doesn't it? It was after the line. I haven't seen the footage after but the line. the rule is it, is states it doesn't matter if it's in a barrier trial. You can still get. Did you know? Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. You can get suspended yeah, in the barrier trial. So that the stewards. I think we need him a, there, Hooksy. We need him there, and I we think do, from a fine but, aspect. We do, but the bottom line is, it. it needs to. Terry Bailey told me once, 
Mr. Hawks, there's only one rule book. So the rule book states it shouldn't matter whether you're J-Mac in a golden slipper, mm. but I think the suspension severity can be is totally wrong. I don't know how to fix it on the other extreme because, as I said, you do that, you do that, you get two or three weeks uh, in uh, in winter. <laughs> Who cares? So Mark got suspended too, right? Zara. Yep. Yes. But yep. he's able to ride next Correct. Saturday because there's an additional meeting yep. somewhere between now and, and there. Okay. Now – this is a situation which is difficult to, to comment because it's a police investigation at the moment. And this is the investigation that was reported in the Sydney Morning Herald by Cameron Houston yesterday. And it read prominent racehorse trainer Gerald Ryan is the subject of a fresh police investigation into allegations he sexually assaulted a string of young jockeys in stable hands more than 25 years ago. Now, this has been a situation that's been investigated on numerous occasions and nothing has happened, but now there is a fresh investigation. So this will be interesting to see how it how it plays out in the racing game. And it's in the Sydney Morning Herald yesterday. Um, and I guess that it's just a, a watch this space. Geez, it's hard to make a comment on, isn't it? Like at the end of the day, these investigations need to be thoroughly sorted out. Gee, like this is yeah. extraordinary. And, and if this continues to raise its head... Mm. Um, there must be some merit in the claims, otherwise people wouldn't do it. But having said that, you're innocent, aren't you, until you're found guilty. But, you no know, for, you know, I mean, I just I just find that this whole process has been going on for such a long period of time yeah. and we sweep it under the carpet as a number of other things have. So, look, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the process is, G, but they do need to investigate it and yeah. sort it out. A Victoria police spokesman, as part of the story, confirmed a new investigation had been launched into historical allocations of sexual abuse. Um, so Bayside Sexual Offences and Child Abuse Investigation Team detectives are investigating reports of historical sexual offending in Flemington and other areas in the 1990s. Investigations remain ongoing, the police spokesman said. So we'll see how that plays out. He must out. have been cleared of those charges, though, originally, because they were very serious. He was never charged. No. Okay. He was actually never charged. Okay. Yeah. So, as you said... I mean, you wouldn't imagine you'd be able to train horses 30 years on if he was guilty. Yeah, well, well you, you're innocent. Well, that's what I'm saying. He hasn't, well, he hasn't, he hasn't had anything to answer to. Yeah, there's yeah. a new investigation. We'll see how it plays out. It's 10.43. We'll take a break. On the other side of it, um, we'll have yes, 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 and oh, no. Oh, no. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Means Test. Gareth Hall, Wayne Hawks, Johnny O'Neill. Um, Johnny, I'll go to you here, the vet check. Lodon de V was looking forward to seeing this horse compete in Adelaide today, but he has been scratched again. He certainly has. Um very, very frustrating situation here. Uh, something I'm quite concerned about for all of racehorse owners in Australia. Um, we've got a horse that uh, has no issue with any form of soundness. Vets clearly, MRIs clearly, uh, has had no soreness, ran second in a group one um, over the end spring. of the spring carnival. Yeah, Metrop, was In it? Sydney in the Metrop, Metrop yep. yeah. Only got beaten in the nose. We brought him down to Melbourne, obviously nominated him for the cup. And going through the Melbourne Cup protocol, you have to get CT scanned, which is good if that's what you want to do. So we see CT scan him. You've got no idea whether the um, mark on his bone was there from when he was a day old, three days old, four years old, seven years old. It'll always be there. So the overriding scenario there is um, is an MRI. We've had independent uh, vets do the MRI, send the information in. It's all pretty much disregarded, which is pretty... Frustrating for everyone concerned. How do you mean disregarded? 
Uh, well, Racing Victoria's vets have taken no notice of the experts in relation to the MRI. So the scenario is that... How do you, how do you mean, hang on, how do you, how do you mean no, taking no notice? Well, just take no notice. They've just mm. overridden whatever the MRI said. So the, so the scenario is if you've, well, got a, right. if you've got a fracture or a crack in one of your bones and it comes up on the CT scan, as I said, that could happen when you're in the paddock as a weanling or a yearling, and it'll still show up when you're 10 or 15 years old. So when did he have this? After the Metrop, he came to Melbourne, yep. and then he had the CT scan. That's correct. So he so, said that wasn't allowed to run in the cup right? as so, a result of so it. So let, let me jump in there. What if the horse wasn't nominated for the Melbourne Cup? It'd be running in everything now. So what's yeah. the solution then? So the scenario is, and you know, from our perspective, we just want to get a fair hearing somewhere. Like you, you get an expert. So why is it scratched today? Uh, because it wasn't allowed to race in Melbourne. We nominated in South Australia. Uh, Did you go to accepted. Sydney? Did you we, go to Sydney? We, we haven't gone to Sydney, right. but, but, but we nominated in South Australia. Yep. Uh, we were thinking running in the mile, then we'll go to the Hollandale in Queensland and, and go to the Dooming Cup, which is, which is the route we'd like to, to go down. Um, we paid the acceptance fee, everything was fine. And then we're assuming, um, the vets in... Melbourne yes. contacted Adelaide and said, you can't run the horse because it's been barred in Melbourne. So look, at the end of the day, and I think we've spoken about this a lot, we're all about the safety of the horses. There's no issue about that. So if you're going to CT scans and run um, run horses in the Melbourne Cup, and that's what we need to do from a global perspective to announce to the world that that's what our process is, uh, that's fine. And if there's any danger to the horse, it shouldn't be running. But if you get an expert post the CT scan, which is the MRI, which is the overriding decision that says that injury is inactive, it is of no threat, and you're getting experts that control the MRIs to communicate that information, surely the horse is allowed to race. So the and whole what scenario... What Victoria said that you need to do, John? So the only way we can race the horse is drill a hole in its leg and put a screw in it. And you won't do that? Well, under no circumstances. No. How so, we, like, how can you do that? So basically... Nothing wrong with all. No. So basically, I, I think it's to, it's like an insult to, to Kiramar and David Eustace. Well, not so much to them. Look, I, and I think at the end they, of the day, telling, I, I think... No, I think I'll, no, I'll, racing put, I'll, no I'll put my head on here and I, I think, I'm, I'm a bit along the lines with, uh, with Gareth because... You are responsible, even when you're not responsible as a racehorse trainer. You have to do everything you need to do, and you can be completely innocent, Mr. Hawks, but because you're the racehorse trainer, you're in trouble. So they don't mind throwing that one on you with that. But then it does annoy me when this well, sort of thing happens because trainers are not going out there to do the wrong thing. I've got to go to a break before yes, 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 and I know. But what it's saying to me is that they think that you want to race a horse when you shouldn't be racing it. Well, I think that's right. Yeah, so what we've done is an gone, and, and we wouldn't be racing it. Gareth, if there was an issue, okay, yeah. we we'll just wouldn't do it. We'll take a break. We'll come back with yes, 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 and oh no. Oh no, see you walking around like it's a funeral. Now we we should have went a little early with the oh no's because I just didn't want Johnny to get too fired up. But take He's it fired. away, Johnny. So here's my oh no. Yeah, four minutes. Camera. I'll, I'll, I'll cut it less than that. Here's my concern. The Melbourne Cup, and please, I was very, very lucky with a big group of people to have a small share in Very Elegant and win the Melbourne Cup, and it's been something that I've been hoping and trying to do since I first got into um, horse racing. I think as a result of the process that we're going through with the CT scans of these horses, 
and the fact that the MRI, which is the overriding approval piece, is not being taken notice of, I think we are going to completely destroy the Melbourne Cup. I am a pro racing person. I love the VRC. I love all the Victorian racing clubs. All of the guys are very generous with their time and their help and the process, and we enjoy very good relationships. But why do you think Chris Waller, I shouldn't say why do you think, do you think Chris Waller could have afforded to get Winks CT scanned? Because if Winks had have had a knock on one of her hocks when she was three months old, and there was a mark on that hock, and she was four years rising five, yeah. and was airborne and wanted to run in the Melbourne Cup, and that showed up on a CT scan, she would never have raced again. So I taught to after he won well, you can't, all, all I'm saying yeah. is this is my concern. I can't see how Australian horse mm. owners whether they be buying international horses or whether they're breeding and buying yearlings to derbies, guineas, winners, can afford to nominate their horse for the Melbourne Cup. It's a pretty good I know. Because because if it does show up, you're barred from racing. Yeah. You can't race. Hawksy? Yeah. Mine's insignificant now. But uh, my I know was uh, Nerve Not Verve Auckland Cup on the weekend. Jake Bayless. (laughs) I didn't even know the I, I, I knew Mate. the Auckland Cup was on, but I never knew walked you would out, know. Walked out, walked out the gates, lost an iron, took two furlongs to get the iron. All of a sudden, it was outside the leader. <laughs> yeah. 1,200 to go. The leader says, yeah, let's just increase in tempo. And then he takes off okay. with it. And then he gets a 600 then just says, yahoo, let's go. Got a, we've got a minute left. Johnny, have you got another one? Did anybody see Michael T's ride yesterday in the Black Opal? Because if you didn't, you need to go back and watch it. <laughs> He's been riding really, really well. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But for a person to have ridden a Group 1 winner the day before, to miss the start and decide to take off five deep, high five people in the pie stand did you back around it? the corner. Did I you did back, back it. it. Yeah, I'm talking to him in my pocket. <laughs> Sorry about that. But it was horrendous. But anyway, yep. Mickey's riding like, well. Do you know the Adelaide Cup's on today? I do. I've got no idea. Persan's a sit and steer, ladies and gentlemen. Persan. It's just a sit and steer, mate. Love it. Dean Holland, love your work. Ben Mellon will pop over and bring the trophy back to Jamie in the hospital. That would be great. Persan can carry top weight to win an Adelaide Cup. Just relax, John. Just relax. You're very tense. Need to go get a massage. Can somebody please help me? We're going to England too. We're going to England. Do you know who I feel like? Dale.